Welcome to Pure Health Podcast. Your weekly guide on how to live a healthy whole food life. Where two clinical nutritionist sisters, Kirsty and Nicole, talk about their experience in the clinic looking into gut health, women's health and weight loss. Plus, unfiltered banter behind the scenes of work, life and play. Welcome back. Welcome back to Perth, doll. <laughs> Thank you. Nicole's been vacating, living her best life oh, in Adelaide. I was like a boot camp while I was, yeah, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I went and visited one of my best friends in Adelaide and I've been like wanting to go for years. I think she's been there for like four years now and I was like, oh, now's God. the time. Anyway, I forgot what she's bloody like and she – Thursday, like <laughs> yeah, Elliot and I got in like late Wednesday night and she's like, all right, so I booked Pilates. We're um, getting up at 5 a.m. Adelaide time like the next morning, which, which was, was like 3.30. Th- no, it was like 2, 2.30 or something. An hour and a half ahead. I don't know. No, two and a half oh, hours. So it was saving. like 2.30 Perth time. Oh, gross. Anyway, it was such a fun trip, but it was like we literally did so much exercise. Had a few wines. I loved it. Yeah, lots of balance. I very jealous went down the rabbit hole. I've always oh, wanted to go there. I saw a lease cook and her family. Oh. I saw the piece stalker. No, but she works. Oh, she owns they're it. They're the oh, most wholesome. She works there. <laughs> she works <laughs> there. <laughs> um, it's like the most wholesome little winery. It's so cute. There's heaps of little kids running around. They're little chickens. But yeah, it was so Wait, nice. Wait, kids are chickens? They have chickens. <laughs> <laughs> they have chickens, oh but she has two cute little kids. I thought you meant there was little chickens. Are you referring to their little chickens? chickens. The little chickens. How was um, your weekend, Del? It was good. I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I really shouldn't say that. One of my clients asked me yesterday. She's like, "How are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, I forget that I like just spill my whole life story on this podcast." But yeah, I'm not going to okay. publicly shame myself on how many coffee shots I'm up at the moment, but I'm on. Um, did I, do I share on this podcast like what I what's my I don't really talk about my health my own health yeah, yeah. we're all open and vulnerable I know but it's scary health. being so open and vulnerable about your own health concerns yeah well, Kirsten I always say this I think it's a funny one as a practitioner you always feel strange talking about your own health because yeah. you feel this like pressure to yeah, have perfect health but of, obviously we're all humans at the end of the day and we're stressed mm. as well and we're always working on things mm. too. Yeah, yeah, I've had a few health things come up. Nothing bad, but um, <laughs> sounds like all right. A, a bait. I'm on, a, I'm on like like what do I even say? I don't know. I'm all tongue tied. Like I've I've got like a yeast infection in my gut, so I've essentially been on this medication. Mm. My natural bath's got me on, and it makes me feel like I'm hungover AF every day at the moment. And I'm not like I don't ever it's drink much. Hardcore. But I was quite proud of myself, guys, because we spoke about this on a podcast a while ago, and I thought mm. I'd share this with you guys because this is quite um. What's the right word to use? Inspiring? <laughs> I, sound sure. like such a, I sound like such a tosser. <laughs> I hope my journey can Okay, but like you. I think though like when you can come from a place of knowing what it feels like where it's coming into summer, we love having some drinks. And I was really proud of myself because I can't drink at the moment and even if I could, I it's not mm. worth it because I just feel like absolute shit on this medication because it's all processed through the liver and because I have Gilberts. We both have Gilberts. Mm, um, it's, yeah, really common <laughs> genetic condition <laughs> why well, sorry we're in the weirdest like we are. today we're um, staring at each other with delulu i'm eyes. just laughing at you because i always think of you blaming your gilberts on things 
Yeah, I can't detoxify uh, alcohol. Yeah, she, she, if she gets too drunk, she's like, oh, it's oh, like Gilbert's. Gilbert's anyway, if anyone Gilbert's knows again. what Gilbert's syndrome is, we both have it. And essentially like our bilirubin, like when it's managed well, my bilirubin is normal. But anyway, this medication I'm on to kill off this yeast overgrowth, my gut, is processed through liver. And my liver naturally does not, like genetically, I don't detoxify things well. So I have felt like, <laughs> like this is what I was saying to you guys in a podcast two weeks ago. Remember you were like, Kirsty, you look like shit. And like my eyes were all like, <laughs> yellow. Eyes were bloodshot. She was just staring at me. And I was like, anyway, I was talking to my like acupuncturist and my naturopath and my doctor and they were like, yeah, that's because your liver's not working properly, darling. Like it's like it was full on <laughs> struggling. And hence why I looked like I'd been like on fucking. You like you had jaundice or something. Yeah, literally. Well, yeah. no, that's what my naturopath was like. She's Anyway, so long story short, <laughs> I part of my inspiring story was anyway, is like, okay, coming to the festive period, like I'm like generally these days I'm at a point where I cannot be bothered drinking much, maybe like one or two. And it's funny because I was talking to a lot of clients about this recently, but remember guys, one or two drinks is not standard drinks. So I've been really trying to good with only like having one or two standards, which mm. for instance, like a margarita is I think 1.7 standard drinks. Anyway. Long story short, I'm not drinking at the moment. Um, and it's like definitely, it's just the, it's the, what's the right, the routine or the habit of holding a drink when you're in a social setting. Yeah. And like I can happily go to social settings. Like I'm a very outgoing, confident person, but it's just, it feels weird not drinking mm. in social settings. Even just having like one drink, which I can easily do. Anyway, and I was really proud of myself. I went out on the weekend and, you know, didn't have anything. Took I found some really good non-alcoholic alcohols. And yeah, and I'm going down south for a week, for a thirtieth this weekend. <laughs> non alcoholic alcohols. Non alcoholic alcohols. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, there's actually so you many know, alternatives really these days. This, <laughs> no, I think look at the end of the day, we're all on our own health journeys, and mm. I always say this to my clients: we always compare ourselves we to do. each other, and like, and like what you see on Instagram is not real no. at the end of the day. Like even if someone looks like you know they've got their life in check I'm sure everyone's you know going through their own mental or physical journey and yeah and yeah like you're going to go through seasons without your life as well and I think like yeah I mean I try to be as honest and transparent with you guys as possible and like yeah I'm not perfect and we all deal with our own health health things yeah my gut at the moment but um yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey. So, yeah, anyway, and I'm just really, really have to recheck with myself constantly that alcohol just does not serve me anymore. And I've mm. definitely come from a teenage years and early 20s of enjoying alcohol and then Australian the Australian culture. Australian culture, as we say. And that's why I think it is nice that you, we can really relate to our clients as well, patients. Mm. Anyway, I just thought to share that because it was Thank a good Thank you for it, sharing your it vulnerability. Was a, it was a very good moment. Like, like I said, I've gone to plenty of things before I haven't drunk, but it's just coming to the season where it's so warm on Saturday and I'm like, everyone just can relate to this, being like, oh, I yeah. could do a drink right now. Like it's just the season for it. And yeah. sitting in those two moments of like everyone drinking, like thing. literally everyone around me was drinking and yeah. I was like, I felt so confident in myself doing it. I just felt really good. Like ordered mocktails yeah, on Friday amazing. night and did it. So I just wanted to empower anyone out there who's on that journey right now being like, I really, alcohol doesn't feel good. Mm. Even for me at the moment, my liver just sucks. That I feel like fucked after one <laughs> I get a headache after one yeah. these days yeah. like, it's not like I can't stop at one or two but I just don't even feel good after one or two so I'm like what's the point at the moment mm. like yeah is this going to nourish me or deplete mm. me which so, yeah. is yes. such a good phrase yeah. Samantha Fluke always says that yes I do like that um, when um, you're leading with that action mm-hmm. and behavior also we have officially decided so all right we've got our launches coming up which we're very excited about I know it's come so soon. Oh, they're being stressed me out, but it's exciting. 
Just like, no one's going to turn up. I was like, having a nervy <laughs> bee. I'm like, no, I wasn't wearing no one turning up. I was just like, I don't know. I don't, I, okay, this is a weird thing I'm going to admit on this podcast. I really go real honest on this podcast. But I'm not a person you're going to, you're going to like hate on me. No, you're going to tease me for saying this. But obviously, I don't, how do I say this? You love attention. No, no, not that. I don't like some people hate attention being on them. I don't care about a bit of a spotlight. We like we had a very exciting interview with um uh, a big publication this week, and I had to get do an interview for it, and I was really nervous. And I also Mm. got photos done for it. I know some people getting even photos done would terrify them. Couldn't give a shit about that. Mm. But anyway, I don't mind yet being like in the spotlight spotlight on you. Yeah, I don't mind it. Some people like you don't mind either though. I wouldn't. I don't like like it but I don't mind it either I'm kind of neutral about it whereas I don't mind it yeah you definitely would like it more than me yeah yeah, yeah. definitely anyway what was, where was I going with that <laughs> oh yeah anyway so I'm a personality type that doesn't mind a bit of a spotlight oh my god I sound like the biggest <laughs> you sound like Mark I sound dad. like dad right now anyway <laughs> I'm so vulnerable I'm gonna get a vulnerability hangover after today's podcast anyway so I've been really scared about the launches like I don't know overthinking them being like just I don't know like it's a big pressure moment like yeah. I don't know I think lots of people get that though like it's just any, anything that's about you yeah. and like attention on you and and something that's so close to you like your business is your like yeah. your life and your baby like yeah you're right you just feel this sense of pressure I guess yeah. that it should look a certain way but that's where you have to come in yeah. and just place no expectations on it 100%. like you know we're so proud of ourselves yeah we're just opening the clinic and now know. this is just the bonus that comes yeah. with it for it, anyone to come see it was and, a good feeling the other day when I was reflecting on like when I was getting interviewed and like asking about the journey and like maybe 23 mm. and then you joining when did you join the pure health team at like um 2022 Oh, 2021. Oh, actually, no. I would have joined, like, started working with you in maybe 2020. Because that started but in maybe 2019. 2019. Nah, because I was at least by myself for a year. No, no, not as a practitioner, just, like, working with you. No, I definitely would. COVID. Hel- like, helping write plans and things like that. Not the you. first year. I definitely did. <laughs> so I guess anyway. I just having a debate impacting this. <laughs> anyway, but, like, no, it definitely wasn't 2019. 2020 then. How old were you when you started working? Because I was still at uni when I was How old working were you, with though? you. Uh, when I started working with you, 23. Because I was 23 when I started the company, so it can't be the same year. No, I'm saying starting working with you at Pure Health was 2020, like as in not as a practitioner. I was yeah, okay, working that makes sense. You. Yeah, so a year later. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Hello, is anyone home? No. I'm on I'm sorry, I can't even publicly shame myself. repeats what I say No, because I'm time. so out of it at the moment. That's I'm like, okay. I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to anyway. ridicule myself. You know, We're not going to bore you guys. With Kirsty's. Antics, <laughs> but anyway. yes, it's been a journey. And the yeah, and what I wanted to say was I was a little bit nervous with the spotlight thing. Usually, I'm not a person that cares about a spotlight, but mm. but we've got each other. We've got each other. As even if our closest friends just rock up, amazing. Oh yeah, I'm not worried about that. Our RSVP list is great, so no, we're fine with that side of things. Um, but I was going to say one thing was I do apologise. Not that we even, um, how do I say this? We're not. <laughs> I can't you talk So we, are you talking about the yoga? Yeah. So I think we spoke about this on here maybe a few times and Kirsty probably spoke about our stories that we were planning on doing a bit of a yoga class yeah. prior to the like but launch. We, we're going to just keep it like a specific, like not only certain people are invited, but we just found it easier. For, like, well, you just need to control numbers. Yeah, we don't so know we, how many people want so to do we, it. So we like controlled the numbers, but then we ended up just being like it wasn't what we wanted to do. It was just because... Long story short, this, the whole point is the clinic launch and it would have been next door in that space that's like 
ours, but not ours. Long story short, mm. if you listen to other episodes, you know what I'm talking about with the space mm. next door. Anyway, so if anyone, I know there was no RSVP thing for the yoga anyway, but if anyone's like, where's the yoga gone? We're not doing yoga anymore. Sorry, but enough. come along for food. But come along, 9.30 on Saturday the 18th of November. Mm-hmm. We need to put the RSVP thing on our stories again, but please come. We've got Perth Catering oh, and the best. and Pure Health Catering and, yeah, some kombuchas. It's going to be nice vibes. Yeah, vibes. All right. I feel like I've got a vulnerability hangover today. I feel like I've talked a lot of. Got that off your chest. Oh we gosh. all know where we're at. We all know where we're at. Do I need any updates? I don't yeah, think do you so. have I got any? a new phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> after I, after Nicole and I had an argument, I was like, Dal, you need to get a new phone. The quality shit in in, in, in oh. podcasting, like in videos and stuff. She's like, Cassie, <laughs> don't tell sisters. me what to do. <laughs> Such a classic sister, hey, like bossy older sister. She's like, you can't tell me just to buy something new. And I was like, she's like, would you make any of your other employees buy a new phone? And I was like, no. She's like, well, then you can't make me buy a new phone. <laughs> <laughs> the conversations we have on a daily. Um, oh, dear. Okay. So anything, any other updates before we get into today's podcast? No, just that the launch is next Saturday and and we've only got six weeks left of the year. And to be honest with you guys, we don't really have any many spots left. I think Alex might have a few, but we're nearly the full teams at capacity Mm. and we're running interviews. So if there's any naturopaths that's listening to this episode, please send your CV in and come and we can interview because we're looking for a naturopath to join our team. We've got a Mm. lot of interviews booked, but I like to obviously interview lots of people to see, you know, who's the best fit for the team Mm -hmm. because our Culture at Pure Health is very important to me and having a really good culture. Aligned Aligned values values and everything. So, yeah. Um, All right. Well, today's episode, I don't know why we do that. (laughs) So this is a big one that we see all the time and I know there's a lot of women out there that think it's normal or just deal with it. Mm. So what is today's episode on doll? This is all about missing your periods or amenorrhea. Amenorrhea. So to start with. It is not normal to not have a period and then we'll start to actually discuss like what we're talking about when we say a period. So should I start with prefacing that a pill bleed is not a period? So if you're on contraception, the oral contraceptive pill and you're getting a period, mm. that's not a real I period. Think that's an important fact. Because people will have secondary amenorrhea and go on the pill, but that's not actually a period. Yeah. Like if you're the pill bleed is not a period. Full so stop. if you are missing your period and you're like, oh, this isn't good, I probably should get a period then going on the pill is not going to no. and, and restore that. Like no. you're having a withdrawal <laughs> bleed. It's not your hormones. So if, and yeah, so if you've like never gotten a period, like if you've got primary, which, well, sorry, we'll quickly disclose. So amenorrhea is the absence of a period, but mm-hmm. more specifically primary amenorrhea is you've never ever had a period. Mm-hmm. And that's where you should see a GP. Yep, GP and figure out what's going on. And going on the pill is not a fix for that. So mm. just, I know, I don't think we have many 16-year-olds that listen to our podcast, but I know we have some mums. So mm. yeah. And then secondary amenorrhea is you've had a period and now mm. it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to really discuss, obviously, underlying Drivers that can affect that loss of periods yep. or, you know, what can then be hypothalamic amenorrhea yep. as well with undereating and yep. stress response because and how it's so important to look into any other medical condition that yep. can be impacting this, obviously consulting your GP as well and unfo- being thorough. Yeah, because unfortunately the two main things we hear get thrown around with a missing period or secondary amenorrhea 
is either you just need to put on more weight or just go on the pill that will get your period back. And those Mm. are the two major things we hear. And I think we should start off with saying, and we've spoken about this Mm. in our podcast, is that your period is a sign of vital health. So if it's missing, there's something not right. And that's where we need to tune in. So think of if you do not have a natural period right now, your, it means your body, there is something going on. And essentially, I'm not saying it means you're unhealthy, but it means there's something going on and it's not a, it's not a sign of health, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it can be, I don't know if you want to use the word normal, but it can be common, I guess, yeah. to miss sometimes a period like every now and then if it is due to something like illness, yeah. like being sick or like a really high stressful time and then you'll get your period the like month later. Like a 60-day cycle, yeah. Yeah, like it's, yeah, I don't want to use the word normal, but that, that n- not necessarily falls under the umbrella of like a secondary well, amenorrhea. No, that falls under the category of an irregular menstrual cycle. Yeah, yeah not yeah. amenorrhea. Amenorrhea is the loss of three or more yeah, for secondary more. amenorrhea. Yeah, for secondary so amenorrhea. three months. Yeah. Three months of no period you classifies you as secondary amenorrhea. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I was going to say like I know a lot of women out there are like if you're dealing with secondary amenorrhea, you're like, oh, like, yeah, I know I probably should get my period, but like, oh, it's so convenient not having a period, like, mm. oh, like how good. Like, but this is the thing. If you want kids one day, like you need to be having a regular period. And obviously there's so many issues with fertility now. And just in general, regardless if you want kids, it's a sign of you being healthy. It's like yeah. it's like when you ovulate, it's producing these yeah. amazing hormones like progesterone and estradiol. Yep. That's so essential for things like our mood, yep. our bone health, our metabolism. 100%. So all these hormones have a role for a reason and And that's why it's so essential. It's such a vital sign of health having a period. And like being able to reproduce essentially means your body is like working how it should regardless Mm. if you want it. Because I know most of us in our 20s, we obviously, well, later 20s, Mm. but like a lot of us obviously are not wanting to reproduce right now, but Mm. it's still you want to be able to, if that makes sense. And it's important to get onto it early instead of I'm going to deal with this when I'm 28 or 30 or whatever age and I decide I'm ready for a baby and then that's where it could take, you know, years to then. And like if you know you have even like, this is on another side tangent, but if you know you have a lot of period issues or um, issues around your menstrual cycle and you're on contraception, that's another reason if you um, listen, I think it's our most listened episode ever Mm. um, is – coming off the pill, what do I do next? But, mm. like, obviously that episode's kind of a bit more broader to any contraceptive methods, what do I do next? But I think a lot of women are like, oh, I'll deal with it just before I want to have a baby. But I also know there's a massive, what's the right word to use, like um, awareness now and I guess people are seeing that, you know, infertility is massive. Unexplained infertility. Unexplained infertility. And, unfortunately, this unexplained infertility picture is very, um, what's the right word to use, it's like very narrowed, narrowed down, down just to the reproductive, reproductive system. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't like ever look into. So a lot of people are going through, not everyone, because some people do see like naturopaths and clinical nutritionists, but like a lot of the time I've seen in clinic, not always, preface, mm. it's only looked into the reproductive system and like yeah. so much is missed. And like more the fact, like you guys hear us talk about this all the time, but like people's health is not being optimized and like when you look at the body as a whole holistically everything is interconnected everything is connected like thyroid gut health like underlying autoimmune conditions like even looking into your vaginal microbiome microbiome. yeah there's so many things you need to look into that's a really interesting one we have a few ivf um quite a few ivf patients at the moment and like like looking at um implant issues with implantation and looking um miscarriages miscarriages yeah um and then, yeah, essentially looking at the vaginal microbiome mapping. 
um, or even like one of our friends. And that's the great thing. There's so many amazing functional tools out there mm. these days to, you know, get to the root cause of all these underlying yeah. drivers because we, it's so interconnected. 100%. You can't address one body system nah. without the other. Actually, we need to do a podcast episode on vaginal microbiome mapping and like recurring BV or like brush mm. and things like that because a lot of women just get chucked on antibiotics and antifungals mm. and it does sweet. Or well, you need to get to the root. Why is it recurrent? Yep, exactly. So to start with, I guess there's like we're saying, there's lots of reasons for secondary amenorrhea, mm-hmm. um, even primary amenorrhea, but... That's the essentially the definition of it. Yeah. Um, now, temporary menstrual disturbance. Due so, to illness, stress. Yes. Underlying health conditions. Yes. So that's what we were saying. If it's a temporary, mm. like a regular cycle, it can be due to mm. one of those factors. Mm. But what we'll get into now is the kind of main underlying drivers for mm-hmm. secondary amenorrhea, what we further investigate in clinic and obviously work alongside GPs as well to further understand what is causing this lack of menstrual cycle. And I will say it's one thing in clinic I actually find, easy is not the right word, but like one of the easier things we work with, like there's never been cases where we've never mm. not been able to get someone's menstrual cycle back. Like there's just always so much that's being missed. Now with some health conditions, they're just, they're very complicated and take a while and like it's a lot of work. Whereas I find it takes time with this, but like I've never not had a patient be able to get their period back and they've been missing it. For like I've had patients missing it for three years or mm. two years and mm-hmm. it's just amazing when you just start optimising the body and working all these things, it comes back. Yeah, and that's where you need to listen mm. to your body, listen to these cues mm. and dive deeper yep. instead of just being told, okay, you don't have your period, here's the pill. Yeah. We'll see you in 10 years' time when you're ready to conceive. Yeah. And then get ready to conceive. Okay, here's fertility drugs. Yeah. Sorry, that's very black and white. No, but it is. No, it's, it's what the medical system, like does. nothing. Obviously, we're very allopathic, like as in, you know, integrating. We work with IVF patients yeah, and supporting yeah. the IVF journey. Yeah. But, yeah, essentially that is it. Yeah. Unfortunately, like we see that all the time. Even like a perfect example is like. I've had a few patients in recent years come to me with like heavy painful periods and then get a full hysterectomy and then they end up with such bad side effects of a hysterectomy that they start putting on weight and then they go get bariatric surgery and weight loss well, medications. Well, that's like the structure just, of the it's system. Just, it's like, oh, you'll get like you put on a medication without addressing the root mm. cause. It's like a Band-Aid. Yeah. And then that medication gives you side effects so yeah. then you put on another medication to deal with those side yeah. effects. Like. There's such a big gut missing. Oh, like why are we like, not looking into what's driving it in the first place? 100%. Of course medication's there for a reason, but let's look deeper yeah. into what is, you know, driving these symptoms. Even like I wanted a whole episode on this is like one of the biggest issues we are having in today's society. The ultra processed food we consume is making us sick. We then take medication to fix our sickness, mm. which then makes us sicker. Like it's just this food industry versus the big pharma and it's just like the pharmaceutical industries yeah it's just like yeah it's crazy we could get into a whole whole that's another episode but i'm definitely talking about that on here because i'm very passionate about that yeah anyway so hpa dysregulation yes so what is that (laughs) <laughs> she's laughing at me so i guess uh, this is probably a really like common one that as yeah, in most people would be well aware of this mm. as well with their hormones and their cycle but stress obviously plays a big yep. impact on our female sex hormones yep. and shutting down ovulation which impacts our hypothalamus signaling yeah um 
So yeah, essentially the hypothalamus reduces its, sig- its signals to the pituitary, which mm-hmm. reduces the production of FSH and LH, yep. which is the key hormones that promote ovulation. Yep. And so what we'll see very commonly in our females that come to us with that HPA axis dysregulation is very, very low or non-existent LH and FSH. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's essentially when your body's under high stress mm-hmm. or that cortisol overdrive and obviously this is impairing these hormones to ovulate and this is what i mean like where a lot of things don't get tested like we're not seeing a f- like proper bloods getting done of cortisol and all the above even cortisol yeah. saliva testing and to understand what this picture is actually doing properly yeah absolutely mm. um but there's also lots of different types of stress and yes. i think that's an important thing to preface of course psychological stress is a big mm. main driver but also there's physical stress in your body even if you have like a food intolerance mm. or if there is um, underlying inflammation going mm. on or the environmental toxins, mm. you know, there's lots of different stresses that are put on our body. Mm. I'm not to say that's going to shut down ovulation, but we do have to look at the whole big picture of, you know, what stresses are impacting well, these yeah, hormones. 100%. Specifically as well, even little things that people don't go quite to the extreme, but I think it does actually generally make such a big impact. Did you say endocrine disrupting? Mm, environmental, yeah, yeah, endocrine. Yeah, so like really watching what you put on your skin, even yeah. things like that, it's going to play a massive role with those stresses on the body. Mm, absolutely. And just overall impacting mm. your hormones mm-hmm. as well. Um, but also under reading can put a type of stress in your body and that can cause also this hypothalamic mm-hmm. amenorrhea is not actually eating enough mm-hmm. or under eating calories, yep. not eating enough calories. Yep. Um, so there's kind of more myths, like I guess back yeah. in the day with, you know, if you're Still. just underweight, then that's what's causing this lack of periods. But now it's not so much about your weight yeah. or your BMI. It's more about how much you are consuming yeah. in relation also to your activity level yeah. or what your we total daily energy, energy expenditure. Yeah. yeah. And more specifically, making sure we're getting enough carbohydrates in is what's yeah. one of the key components. So you can be getting enough calories in, but not enough carbohydrates in. Yeah, absolutely. So this can cause a starvation response and that can also obviously disrupt our luteinizing hormone, yep. which shuts down ovulation. So this is where <laughs> when you see health professionals out there telling you to follow a very low carbohydrate diet, mm. this is where it's actually can be extremely harmful for women. Like definitely at times in your cycle, having a slightly lower carbohydrate amounts. Um, and like we've said before to you guys, like, okay, well, what are we actually talking? When we say mm. low carb, how many grams per day are we actually talking anyway? Because there's keto low carb, then there's low carb, and then there's just like moderately low carbohydrate compared to the Australian dietary guidelines. So there's quite a few different variations of low carb, but like mm. essentially you need to be getting adequate carbohydrates in for healthy ovulation. And this is where, mm. like Nicole's saying, someone can be eating enough calories but very extremely low carbohydrate and that's going to shut down ovulation. All these nutrients are needed for a reason. Yes, we don't just put carbs in and carbs are not the enemy, but unfortunately they get taught to us as the enemy and that we should cut carbs to lose weight and then we lose yeah. our period and then we end up with 50 million other issues. Yeah, absolutely. So especially, yeah, with hypothalamic amenorrhea, we want to look at are you not eating enough? Yep. I mean, in terms of calories, but also in relation to energy expenditure yep. and your carbohydrate intake, yep. is it adequate? And are you eating the right types of carbohydrates yep. yeah, in general is such a, a key. And I think as well, a lot of people with even just, even if you are under eating, like in general, 
and missing a period as well, regardless of the carbohydrate picture as well. It's like, it's really important because I know there's a lot of health professionals out there that will just be like, just eat whatever you want Mm. as long as you hit X amount of calories. And it's Mm. just like, it's not beneficial for the person, especially not long-term. Yeah. Like, yeah, great. You can make them put on some weight. You can increase their calories and they might get their period back, but you're not setting them up for success in the long-term with this ultra processed food. So you want to be eating really- Whole, whole foods, foods um, that are macro balanced and, and contain all the micronutrients, vitamins, yeah. and minerals that are actually needed for healthy ovulation. Not fortified foods that are ultra processed and essentially ultra processed foods have no nutrients left in them. So that's why you get fortified fortification of these foods, which mm. essentially means nutrients get put in back in, but we don't actually absorb a lot of them. So you can kind of see the picture here. As yeah. you can tell, I'm very passionate about it. <laughs> um, so also medical conditions, things like celiac disease which, and thyroid conditions. Both can be quite hard to diagnose or like not, they're not hard to diagnose, but they're not diagnosed. They're not looked into like enough, unless like some doctors, like we've got like our team of GPs that we refer to are like amazing and look into that kind of stuff. But mm. a lot of the time like hyperthyroidism or hyper um is not looked into enough enough or especially with the reference range um mm. i'm sure we've spoken about on yeah, here TSH. before but yeah often it's just your tsh tested and you're not getting your free t3 and t4 tested or your antibodies, antibodies. yeah which is so not picked up in necessarily the early signs yeah. if you do have a thyroid and condition your tsh is sitting somewhere within that range but it's not optimized and then also like your tsh can be normal while your antibodies can be raised which we see a lot of times so hence that's the biggest precursor yeah. to getting developing yeah. a thyroid condition yeah. so hence why i understand with medicare issues but like this is why we need to be testing thyroid antibodies as mm. well yeah, 100%. Um, and then nutrient deficiency. So this is a massive one that we see in clinic. And once again, as you guys know, we talk so much about the optimization of these nutrients. So like mm. unfortunately a lot of nutrients don't even get tested, but like obviously things like zinc, iodine, vitamin D, iron studies, B12, magnesium, magnesium zinc, copper, selenium, like there are so many nutrients that we want to be getting tested. And once again, making sure they're optimised because they affect our menstrual cycle so much. Especially zinc and vitamin D play a key role mm. f- to ovulate. So mm-hmm. if you're severely deficient in these nutrients, that's all obviously going to impact mm. your ovulation. Mm. It might not be the primary driver, but it's definitely, mm. you know, part of that equation too. So and hence why it's so important to get such a comprehensive yeah outlook of your health and look into all these blood pathology markers and same goes with obviously iron is a big one yeah b12 and all the above so really really important um Mm. and then psychiatric medications as well can obviously Mm -hmm. play a role with secondary amenorrhea um Mm -hmm. but also obviously some of the medications can also just affect our body weight Mm. um which then also can affect because obviously mm. decrease in consumption of calories from some psychiatric medications and carbohydrates general intake can then mm. obviously impact and cause those things. So it's just something to be mindful. But I feel like most psychiatrists are pretty onto that. Yeah, or doctors <laughs> should doctors. be as well. Um, also, hyperlactin is something that I feel like in my experience is not necessarily looked into enough. No, it's not. But if you, especially if you've got more of a hypothalamic amenorrhea, mm picture you haven't had your period for longer than three to six months it Mm. would be really important to look into things like prolactin and then also you can have 
which I've only seen it in my career like maybe three times, but it, it does happen, um, benign pituitary tumours as mm. well, which can cause extremely high prolactin. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you get all the symptoms of high prolactin. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, just like mildly elevated, you can also – you might just have more irregular cycles and things like yep. breast pain. Yep. Um, and then so I guess like once a lot of these things are being ruled out, which unfortunately a lot of the time they haven't even been looked into properly, but once again, depending on who you were dealing with, and then a lot of time you either get a diagnosis of PCOS or hypothalamic amenorrhea. Mm-hmm. And then so uh, – <clears throat> yeah, as we said, hypothalamic amenorrhea. This is often, yeah, when everything else has been ruled out, like we went through like thyroid, celiacs, even PCOS, prolactin, mm-hmm. nutrient oh. deficiencies, all these things, then that's when you will probably get a diagnosis with hypothalamic amenorrhea. And H-A. can we just say with PCOS, like it's very, like as in an ultrasound is not enough or um, adequate to diagnose PCOS. And we want to be seeing things like obviously the irregular cycles or missing menstrual mm. cycle, but we need to see high androgens. Yeah. Um, that is like the, f- like, like, yeah, people get diagnosed without high androgens, but you need it, to have high androgens. And yeah, it's such an umbrella diagnosis it is. as well. It's kind of like, oh, we don't know what's wrong with you. You have PCOS. But yeah, essentially like, especially when you're stressed mm. or you're not eating enough food, mm. obviously your hypothalamus doesn't want you to bring a baby into the world like mm-hmm. it so it suppresses ovulation your mm-hmm. body's so smart like if it's it mm-hmm. feels it's under stress it's like well now it's not a right time to bring a baby in mm-hmm. so yeah they're kind of the most common drivers with mm-hmm. hypothalamic amenorrhea is like mm-hmm. stress picture yep. and not eating enough in yep. relation to energy expenditure 100 yep. um and then in terms of treatment so this is where as a clinical nutritionist, our point of difference is very different to like your standardized approach of just eat more calories. Like it's just mm. so much more than that. Um, so as you've kind of heard today, like biggest things we work and what this is what we do on our happy hormones program with anyone with secondary amenorrhea is obviously looking into like a full, as you've heard us talk today, full in-depth analysis of mm. everything, like looking at your thyroid panel, looking at your cortisol levels, looking at your female sex hormone levels, looking at all your nutrient levels. What else do we look into? Thyroid. I think I said thyroid. Oh, sorry. It's celiac uh, disease. Yeah, celiac markers. disease markers. We're looking at um, your inflammatory markers. Inflammatory markers. That's another massive one. And then obviously we're looking very in depth into your diet and specifically like the macronutrient element. Are you getting enough carbohydrates, the right carbohydrates? Mm. Um, Protein, healthy fats. Yeah. All these nutrients are needed for a reason. Like especially safe fats are important because they're the building blocks for your hormones, yeah. for your steroids, sex hormones, progesterone, yeah. progesterone and estradiol. So yeah. You know, all these nutrients, as we said, is needed for a reason. Um, and, yeah, especially protein, mm. that's obviously also the amino acids, mm-hmm. which is also building blocks. It's needed for every body yep. function, especially for your hormones. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then also we will sometimes also un- look at underlying, like, things in the gut as well. It's not necessarily the cause, but it makes up more of an inflammation picture and more of a cascade mm. of issues. So it's all interlinked, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we often do, which we've definitely spoken about lots of times and hear things like complete microbiome mapping, mm. and we can look into all these underlying factors with what's going on within your yep. gut microbiome. Yep. Obviously hormones can be detoxified in our gut. Mm. And if there is bacteria overgrown, that can d- disrupt mm. that hormone detoxification, but also obviously what we can see is driving inflammation mm which obviously that can also impair ovulation to a certain degree if there's yep. inflammation going on. Yep. 
because it kind of impacts your hormones communication yeah. ability to each other. 100%. Um, but yeah, obviously then it's kind of this cascade effect because then if our gut's not working, we're not absorbing our nutrients, yeah. these nutrients are required for yes. ovulation, etc. Exactly. So it's all interlinked and hence yeah. why it takes someone like a functional kind of practitioner or like clinical nutritionist like ourselves that looks at the body as a whole and not just looking in one specific area. And so this is essentially why we would suggest anyone who's dealing with secondary amenorrhea to check out our happy hormones program because you're working one-on-one with a clinical nutritionist and also soon to be an naturopath in our clinic. Um, And you're getting like access to the practitioner Monday to Friday. You're getting a check-in call every fortnight to constantly be investigating, figuring out things. And then we obviously send you off for all the correct testing Mm -hmm. and then writing you very, very specific individualized treatment plans that you're going to get every four weeks. And Mm -hmm. then there's a three or a six month option with that. Um, and it doesn't matter where you are in Australia. Um, if you're in person, come into our beautiful new West Leaderville clinic or online. Um, and that just gives us like, we like, obviously like it's a similar approach to what we do with the gut, everything with all our different programs that you guys can check out online, like our gut repair program. Mm. Um, but it just like, it gives people such amazing support, Hey, with these mm. programs. And like I said, they're not a cookie cutter, one size fits all. And that's the biggest difference with coming to see a clinical nutritionist for that individualized one-on-one support yeah i forgot to mention as well and then obviously we can based on all pathology testing prescribe very specific um supplements yeah for practitioner as well practitioner yeah supplement there's so much you can do if mm. as we've gone through today if you do have secondary amenorrhea or yep. being diagnosed with hypothalamic amenorrhea and there's so many amazing nutrients mm-hmm. or herbs that can support mm-hmm. that and yep. to regulate a healthy cycle again yep. So if you feel like overwhelmed by this and you don't know where to start or you've just been told to go on the pill, then Mm -hmm. look for more answers and and come see us. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, guys, as much as if you're happy being like, ha-ha, yeah, I don't have a period, like it's a sign of being healthy. And even if you're in your early Mm. 20s, mid 20s, like you want to be having a regular, like I guess we've told you guys before, but like a regular 28, 32-ish day cycle, menstrual cycle, you know, roughly it's going to look very different for everyone, but like roughly like, you know, four or five day bleed, no more than like roughly four tampons max in a heavy day, Mm. no period pain, minimal PMS, no headaches, no sore breasts, like you get the picture. So I know we're talking about secondary amenorrhea today, but those are the kind of like uh, report card kind of like list checklist you want to be looking at for a, mm. a healthy period as well. Yeah. Not even just a missing period. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not seeing that and you've got painful periods or heavy periods or really, really bad, bad PMS pain. or yeah. PMDD. Really short cycles yes. like below 21 days or longer cycles above 35 days. Yeah. Then this is where you need to come see us and we will sort it out for you guys because you do not have to live like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking anything else we want to say. And like I said, we have amazing – GPs we refer to to have you know some bloods done we can send off for bloods testing at pure health as well yeah um i think anything else but yeah your period is such a reflection of your health like we yep. said at the very start it's a vital sign of health so if you've got irregular cycles missing cycles or as kirsty went through like painful heavy periods pms then that's your cue to mm-hmm. Yeah, further yep. investigate this. It's a sign. Your period is a sign of optimal health. So if your period has issues, mm. then or not getting a period, then there's something going on. So you need to investigate. It's and so it out. like don't put a bandaid on it. Yeah, and it's so just it's such an amazing tool. Like your body's oh, giving is, you to be like, okay, something's not right. Actually, can we just preface for a moment? I agree. Like, can we? 
for a minute, like just appreciate how good it is having a period and knowing where you are in your cycle. Or as in you feel weird not having a menstrual cycle and how you go through the phases throughout the month. Like, you know, you look forward to biggest joke ever you look forward to having that ovulation increased libido you go look forward to (laughs) you look forward to like the increase in appetite just before your period you look forward to like needing to slow down and then you can speed up again after your period with the knowing your body understanding your hormones is without sounding cliche one of the most empowering things you can do it's just insane it helps you understand yourself better it helps you understand how you can tailor your diet your life your exercise around what phase you are in your cycle and like because we especially i think this day and age Like obviously we're all very career-driven women Mm. and we're working so hard Mm. and we're in such a like male-dominated industries that are very like they're working on their 24-hour clock. We're working on a monthly clock. So we can't compare ourselves to males. We have to tune into our bodies and listen to, you know, what we're needing and when something's not right, we're so lucky that our body's giving us these signs so we can support it even better for our overall health and well-being and the longevity for our health. But yeah, I want to repeat what Nicole said. Just remember to all the females out there that, are in, that work in male-dominated industries and in general, like I feel like males in society, it's like kind of the masculine kind of thing is glamorized and we all kind of somewhat subconsciously strive to mm. be more like in that masculine energy, especially in the workplace. Mm. And it's just not doable for us females and hence how you see so much burnout and hence result of burnout and your hormones being dysregulated is mm. in that secondary amenorrhea. So and it doesn't remember. still mean you can't be a boss no, woman because we're all boss women. Nicole and I are boss women and we <laughs> should have a very regular menstrual cycle. Can't say I don't burn out sometimes, but yeah. yeah. But as in you can still yeah. like, you know, it doesn't we work with our menstrual disempower cycle. you from no. having a menstrual cycle. No. It's an empowering it's, thing. Yeah. And, and you take it as it comes throughout the weeks versus yeah. 24 hour time clock. Remember that. Do not compare yourself to males, to the beautiful women out there. Yeah. If they ever give you a hard time of being like, oh, you're being lazy or just tell oh, them. Oh, you're so grumpy. <laughs> We'd be like, what's your excuse? I always say that to oh, I'm always like to Elliot, I'm like, oh, doll, you're about to get your period. I'm like the same. I'm like, oh, is it that time of the month? We're as bad as them such little shit. So like Scotty's like, oh, is it shark week this week? I'm like, oh, you little fucker, I'm going to kill you. You know, this is probably too much. Marcus, our dad, like, girls, you've left your manholes. What is it he saying? This is like shaming Marcus to the T, but I remember once when I was younger, not that young to care. He's like, Kirsty, you've got so many manhole stoppers in your trolley. What is this? <laughs> your trolley. Oh, my God. Like, Dad. So that sounds like sexist almost. I don't know. It is but... so bad. I cannot believe. Oh, Where does he get we them? We promise he is very respectful. He's very respectful. Him. But, like, there's just such a typical, don't you reckon, just, like, every Aussie male dad, like, in their, like, their so 60s. So obnoxious. So obnoxious. Just, like, for lack of better words, just don't give a shit when they get to that age. And they just don't. They say whatever the they, fuck they want, whatever yeah. they want. And it's just, it's quite comical, really, just the typical oh. Australian male dad. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> oh, they make you laugh. But like, yeah, I think everyone can relate to listening to this podcast, men and their different commentary things they have around a menstrual cycle, whether it's shark week, you're on your rags. I hate that I one. I find, yeah, I know. I mean, I'm sure lots of males aren't necessarily going to be open to this, but actually explaining your cycle to your partner can well, be really empowering. Wait, like Elliot you knows all the phases. Oh. He's like, oh, you're in your luteal phase. Oh, you're so, ovulating. And like, oh. and also like for a male to understand as well, when you're ovulating, there's increased cervical mucus. Yeah. So like, like <laughs> I remember one of my friends saying, she thought 
This guy, she was dating, he thought that she was like really horny because she was really wet oh. and, and like obviously had increased cervical mucus. Like don't flatter yourself, Don't flatter yourself, darling. <laughs> I'm just on my ovulation. Be extra careful, don't float. Oh, no. But yeah, like it is so empowering to educate males around the menstrual cycle because a lot of the time they have no idea like uh, – like, <laughs> I think other funny things that males have said over the years, like I'm sure I think Scotty has said some funny things. He hasn't grown up with sisters. Yeah. Like and not knowing like where. Well, didn't one of your guy friends not know what a bleed or like he didn't understand what a. I think they didn't know how many. Okay. I, I want to say something. No, but I also feel like I had a, one of my good guy mates didn't know that women have like technically like three holes. Like. Oh God. Like another. <laughs> Biology but I lesson. Mean, like this is the thing is a lot of people aren't educated around the female reproductive system. Yeah. But I have to preface one of my besties is a we've got two good friends that are um phys ed teachers and physical health te- yeah. physical physical health teachers. Yeah. Anyway, and they get kids these days get taught everything, like where the clitoris is, everything. So I think the school times has changed apart from what it used to be back in school is putting a condom on a banana. Do not have sex, like literally mean girls. I do not have remember sex, listening. otherwise you will die. <laughs> No, I literally remember watching a video on abstinence. Like that's what they eat, like fed you. And then it's they, crazy. And then they show you a picture of someone giving birth and like how yeah. traumatic it is to put you off ever wanting to fall pregnant. And it's like you get taught it like works. you will have, if you have sex, you will get pregnant any day of your cycle. And we don't ever get taught like the cervical mucus changes. And then it's like, you know, you start talking with your girlfriends when you're in your 20s being like, oh, my God, you get wet then too? Like, oh, my God, me too. I didn't know it was so normal to be like so yeah. wet. Or essentially cervical mucus is the correct terminology there. But anyway. But, yeah, we've spoken about this before. Like like we just don't know. I remember my client thought she like had thrush in her second yes. half of the cycle, which you actually obviously can sometimes get thrush in the second half due to your estrogen. Mm. But like she didn't realise it was just like changes well, in cervical discharge. No, but how – yeah, like how are you meant to know though? We well, don't she, get taught. She was on the depot shop for her for her whole 20s, so she had no idea. Yeah. 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 She, but, what is this weird thing coming out what of What is me? this? I don't know. What's happening? I thought I pissed myself. That's <laughs> what she said to me. Because <laughs> it does. It feels like that. It's like, a, like when you're ovulating, it actually feels like you're like, have I got my period? And there's like, amazing like period apps that you can use. Like natural cycles is great where you can track your temperature. And, well, Elliot thought the temperature, the thermometer, the thermometer <laughs> goes up your vagina. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, boys are I so know. like, oh. It's, but he's grown up with a sister as well. What's his excuse? Scotty hasn't had a sister. Yeah, but boys, I don't think that they don't even want to know about no, it. Especially don't. when they're younger, they're like, ew. Yeah, I know um, they're so immature. But yeah, so many good apps. Natural Cycles is great with the thermometer or like flow. I think a lot of us know where you can just track your cycle. Obviously, it's not as. Yeah. So to end today's podcast, remember, guys, if it's not on, it's not on drinking. <laughs> what does that mean? So we had a condom. Oh. So we get taught in school. It's not on. It's not on. Um, but no, remember, a period is a sign of your health. And if you do not have a period, it means there's something going with your body. So initial consultations, you can book in for a discovery call or initial consultation online. And you can see us in person or online. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have limited spots left. We've got six weeks left of the year, guys, until Pure Health is shut for a few weeks. And I can't think of anything else. I think that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed. Can't wait to see you at a launch. Oh, yeah. So remember, click the attending link, but Saturday the 18th of November, please click the attending so we can get idea (laughs) numbers for catering and we'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. bye. Bye.